0: Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam, and we're gonna continue our discussion of uh, Torchwood today. We're talking about the season one episodes, Greeks Bearing Gifts, and they keep killing Susie. So um, I've seen these before, and, and these I, I believe these are uh, Adam's first time. So uh, Adam, what 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 uh what it was your reaction to these two episodes?
1: Uh, I I enjoyed both episodes. Uh, first episode, it uh. You know, get it was it's definitely like the first really Tosh focused episode we've got, and you know, it kind of gotten to know her a little bit over other episodes, and once again, it's like it's a show where, you know. I, I'm still staying to my, my theory. that's like you have to view this as a player character group where it's like, you know, like what they're doing doesn't come off as realistic for an organization at all. Yep. But it's like, if you, view it, if you view it as you're watching like a role-playing game and these are all PCs, okay, yeah, I can I can buy it. <laughs> but, uh, well, but yeah, I I, I, I thought I thought that it was a good emotional impact to Greek Sparing Gifts. It's like I did, you know, having Tosh having a to deal with hearing what everyone was thinking about her all the time it's like that worked i i I, uh, I bought into that definitely
0: yeah i think the um and i want to get back to that cast is sort of that cast but the, the characters as pcs points i think that's an interesting topic about this show mm-hmm. but yeah i like i i think tasha is a character who initially she's not really that noticeable in the early episodes but she 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 is uh, I think one of the more endearing characters as you learn more about her over time. yeah, possibly because she's she's not as much of a of a jerk as owen and <laughs> and and she's not you know and and um and Gwen is a great character, but she can some you know she she you know uh, good things come to Gwen. and uh, yeah, and Tosh struggles a little bit more, it seems. and so i I find that kind of character a little easier to empathize with sometimes. Um, yeah, and and Jack obviously is just Jack,
1: so uh, Jack's Jack, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like early on, it felt like you know she was underdeveloped just because the show simply hadn't got around to her. You know, it's, it's times for it's like at this point in the season, it feels like it was a calculated thing. The it, fact that she's in the background for most of the first half of the season, it's like oh, she that's that's problem for her. <laughs> I,
0: I one of the things I've been noticing watching it again is. They really lay the I think a lot I think the character development stuff was all pretty planned because they lay the mm-hmm. groundwork so that there are little moments in the earlier episodes, even going back maybe to the first episode, but definitely by the second or third, where and, and this hasn't quite come up yet so I don't want to spoil it for you. but there are things about Tosh's character that are revealed I think in this episode and maybe the next one or two episodes coming up uh, that are that are hinted at. Uh, mm-hmm. Just in the way she interacts with different people, when certain things come up, the way that you know that, that she responds to them, and it's very subtle. It doesn't need does you don't necessarily register it at the time, but watching them again, I, I I saw that you know the 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 actress clearly knew what her character was thinking about that stuff. So I think that they yeah. planned it, uh, you know, from the start. I, I like the way that they. they I, I think the way that they do it is they every once in a while they take a moment to sort of focus on one character and let them develop and then they go back to something else and fo- you know and so it's i think that's why it seems like uh you know they just had it in the background for a while but uh but over time i think it works really well for the show
1: yeah i, I agree i mean i I, you know, I can definitely nitpick lots of kind of holes in the plots and stuff here and there but uh it uh, but but yeah I mean, there, because, there was because a the big one in, were, oh, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh well, a big one. No, no. I was saying was, I it, the, the, my interest in the characters and stuff, allows me to, yeah, I, I kind of see it, and I'm like, okay, but yeah, I'm still still invested in this episode anyway. Yeah. But a, a big one in in. Oh well, it's in say. the
0: next episode, so we can get to that
1: next. Oh, episode. the next one but, I had. That's the one where I re- that's that's where I really want to get into yeah. uh, plot holes. But, but uh, and,
0: <laughs> and this one, obviously, the, the, you know, it's it's a uh, um again, you know, Torchwood is kind of known for like the the sexy alien romp type story and this is definitely mm-hmm. that kind of an episode. Oh um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> which I think I don't know. I kind of I, I think it's it's charming. it's, it's I, my understanding, and I could be wrong. I think the show started in a later time slot and so they were originally going to be like more adult oriented content was the idea, but I believe yeah. and I could be wrong. And I don't I think somebody told me this. It might have even been you. I don't know. But I think they shifted the time slot to an earlier time zone, an earlier time frame and and they had to adjust accordingly. So, okay. so I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure on that. That's just something I've heard. So, you know
1: Yeah, you take that with a
0: big heavy grain of salt.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't know the second part. I knew it was supposed to be the, the sexy Doctor Who show, but I, uh, I I didn't know the know that it, it changed at some point from that mission. But uh well, I mean obviously I've seen season three and that didn't have the whole you know sexiness thing going for it but it was adult in other ways so
0: well and it's more but, it's, and i would almost say it's more fun than sexy it's like a celebratory it's sort of like yeah the jack harkness character especially yeah around that time um
1: yeah it's not it's not exactly steamy on the whole it, 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 but uh at least at least by cable standards yeah
0: it's not like an hbo uh, sex position type uh type situation but uh um, no but uh, but I guess th- this will kind of be our our segue into the next episode, anyways. Because you you had mentioned the 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 characters as as PCs, I think that's a good way to look <laughs> at the show. Um, yeah, especially when you see in the next episode when when Jack shows up and he's having that banter with the um with the detective that that clearly doesn't like Torchwood. The the conversation it definitely like I can imagine that in a in a in a in a group of player characters. I cannot imagine a real policeman
1: a real detective
0: having that that conversation with jack yeah that's
1: that's my first note i have for this episode is that scene i was just like Whew (laughs) it's so heavy-handed so heavy-handed and uh yeah
0: and uh and i think also the um the, the the lack of lack of support that torchwood can call upon and, and when when they're i know they, that that is the other thing like because and the thing is it's a deliberate decision i think because it because if you look at torchwood one that was a that was a pretty elaborate setup they were like that you know they 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 had employees <laughs> do you know what yeah. mean they had they had yeah. guards but yeah. but this torchwood has no guards it has no uh no security personnel whatsoever that i can that i can tell um and maybe that the idea is those people would all just be compromised that's why they don't have it but um Uh
1: but yeah it's uh it's definitely an interesting thing of course there's also kind of the double double thing they kind of pull where it's like torchwood is supposed to be so secret no one's even heard of it you know like when when they're in the bar and the in the first episode, Greeks bearing gifts, and the, the one comes up to Tosh and is like, "Oh, I know Torchwood." She's like, "How do you even know about Torchwood?" Yeah. But at the same time, they're able to walk up to any group of police officers and go, "Oh, we're Torchwood. Let us yeah. in." You yeah. know, and it's like it's like you can't you can't have both of those. Yeah, because eventually going that's gonna filter
0: time. that's gonna filter down. If 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 the police officers know about it, it's gonna spread.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I've I've known police officers, and they're right. not they're not masters of secrets. It's, so, uh... But yeah, I, th- I, I think I think you're right about that. Though I
0: did like what's the name of the drug that they use? I, I can't recall the name of it, but it uh, out, you know? uh, retcon. Retcon, retcon was you. the drug. Yeah, uh, I like how that I like that that kind of came back to haunt them. Yeah, in I thought that was a cool. This, this so the whole number one they keep killing Susie. i like the title of the, you know you as yeah soon as i saw that <laughs> title the first time day. i saw it, it's like ooh, this is it but but i also i love the way that first episode everything comes back and it's all been you know by the end of the episode you realize that, that a lot of uh that, that that somebody's been planning stuff for a very long time um mm-hmm. and uh, i just i just like that part of the episode i love the 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 sort of the you know the way the retcon comes back the way the glove comes back the way all this other all these other elements come back down the uh you know midway through the season um yeah yeah and it wasn't like you were waiting for it so it wasn't like they were building up to it and you're like ooh what's the big mystery that we're waiting for it it just kind of happened and it was a pleasant surprise when it did
1: um, yeah, yeah, I, I liked that a lot. It uh, it did it did build on things, and I mean, and it it once again, I think there there were elements of the plot that didn't quite hang together for me, but emotionally everything worked. It was like it made Su- Susie into a more interesting character, and her, her resentment and all of that, and her interaction with the rest of the group. It all it all had weight to it, which which got me past like the elements where. I didn't quite buy it but uh because you know i I thought like you know for susie having planned all this it was just it was just a little too complicated a plot to like entirely (laughs) believe because it's like okay well first of all nobody but her could use the glove in torchwood so her plan one depends on there being someone in torchwood who can use the glove which she doesn't know is ever going to happen but uh i said well
0: i suspect I suspect that this is something that they retroactively uh, did because I think it definitely, it, 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 there were a lot of little plot holes like that that would have easily been fixed if they had just laid the right seeds for them. For example, the max character, having the max character show up at least once in that first episode, just so that you have have that, that, um, so that it's obvious that they're planning this. And, uh, and with the glove, you know, you know having some way that that she did you know, not not uh but but then again i guess they they didn't even mention that she was the only one who knew how to use it until this episode so the plot hole is within this episode itself they introduced that plot hole in this episode so
1: i'm not certain on that i i have because i have a that that was something that like came up that i was like it rang a bell in my mind when they okay. said that so i, I don't know I, okay but maybe, I, I maybe you're couldn't... right maybe
0: you're probably right then you're probably right so so it must have so but either way, they they could have if they that's a plot hole that they could have dealt with in the first episode and then yeah you know so 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 yeah I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of you know I don't I don't feel that it was I I feel that in this episode it was cool that Susie pre-planned everything I don't feel that I got the impression that the showrunners or that the writers had planned this at least the elaborate thing by the the twist at the end where she's been do, you know she's been planning this all along also it cranks up her evil maniacal uh person it cranks it up to a whole other level whereas yeah the first episode she's maybe just misguided by the glove and she's highly sympathetic in that moment when she shoots herself and this she's just you know she's been you know it it just it just it, it 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 the suicide doesn't look like an act of desperation but just part of something that she was planning from the very beginning it's also I, yeah, a really big gamble it's a huge gamble um, <laughs> it's a huge gamble you know, like because uh you know she yeah. presumably needs to be able to put two and two together and realize that, that the glove will do that when it's combined with the knife that they'll be using the knife that you know there's all these...
1: <laughs> a lot of a lot of complications but, but uh but yeah I I, I like the episode though I mean it was fun even even with being a little little strange and like you say it did make her character a lot more interesting in the first episode I, I liked the element of having a member of torch where you thinks a new character being introduced and boom she's the villain of the episode and then she's dead that was that was a great a great twist, but it, but what, but the character didn't have time to develop enough for it, for, you know, for her to be all that meaningful. And this episode retroactively makes that first episode even better. So, cause yeah, she really did land as a character this time. Well, and you also, you also realize that there may be a whole pile of
0: bodies in that. Um, <laughs> you know, you know it's it, it sort of, it, 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 uh, it definitely, you know, it adds to the whole Torchwood world building, um, but yeah, I I, I would I would agree. There was also another uh, the the big plot hole I noticed, and maybe there was some detail that I I missed that makes this make sense. But but when they're in lockdown, which number one, that whole lockdown thing is a yeah. really serious like that that you would think <laughs> that that Jack would have some kind of override or something because that is yeah uh, I understand why they might have a feature like that, but to be it, it, it just seems uh uh. Like it's always coming to bite them in the butt, um so yeah. uh, but the but the whole thing with um when he calls the detective and he gets her to get the book for them, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe they should have been having the the police do some of that footwork for them. Do you know what I mean yeah, so so that they're not racing against time when they through this book of poetry um, which would t- you know i would assume would take a while so uh
1: yeah it was it was definitely kind of a strange uh development too that it's like okay well she sets that poem as the thing that locks the place down therefore the code word that unlocks it has to be somewhere on the book it's like that's like that seems like very you know artificial video game logic it's well, like and i wouldn't used... mind it if it was
0: like related if it was like another poem or like part of the po- you know that it was the yeah. isbn was really weird to me that,
1: uh, that was exactly odd... well well, see, see. well if it's if the if the lockdown word is uh, lockdown password is words then clearly you know the one to unlock it must be numbers it's mm-hmm. like why, what
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, it, but, uh, yeah it, just, it just seemed like an odd an odd thing but you yeah know, they had it, to have a they had to have a i i i imagine it's one of those things where they needed something and so but, yeah,
1: yeah they were running out of time the script was doing the writers just like screw it i right. gotta i gotta get this script in so we can right. start filming tomorrow so right. yeah i can forgive it because uh it, it's not it, you know like you say it's just they just they had to get out of there it was the way they did it and, and plot moves on <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah so so uh it, you know was, i i
0: i enjoy this episode it's very dark too there's a the, the yeah. show actually the cosmology in the show is quite dark and it, it gets back to that whole thing where when they ask the guy that they bring back what's what's on the other side <laughs> and he just says yeah nothing. and that's that's pretty grim you know what i mean that's like uh and uh and I kind of they sort of elaborate on it. She, you know, the the whole thing that seems to be driving Susie at this point is that there is there is nothing, um, and she, you know, she doesn't want to go back to that. But she also talks about this this, and it's kind of a meta plot thing where you know there's just the, it's it there's nothing there's nothing but darkness, but there's something moving in the darkness or something to that effect. Um, yeah, you, we will. Uh, you know, we'll we'll. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I have some thoughts on the thing moving in the darkness. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll just, I'll just book? You will know, just bookmark that. We'll bookmark but, that, bookmark that book for the, later. Okay. But I feel like that also kind of, I don't know, made it a little
1: bit less scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. The true nothingness was a little better than, well, there's something. Because <laughs> then there's hope. If there's
0: something moving in the darkness, then there's like hope. Do you know what I mean? If there's nothing... Yeah then there's no hope at all. Then there's just emptiness and, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's just a, uh, something about that is, is, is a lot more scary to me. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and than if, Oh, well, there's also the, there's nothing, but there's also this evil thing moving in there. And so it, it's just, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I did like that they revisited that. And I, and I, 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 I think that it's, uh, um, I, 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 I don't know. It makes death a little bit more, frightening uh you know when when it's when it's dealt with that way
1: yeah i agree with you on that it's uh but you know i I mean if they're they're going somewhere with it i guess it's okay that they have something moving in the darkness but uh it's uh but yeah i i don't know these were these are both really fun episodes though i ended up for time constraints having to watch them back to back and i was i was into both of them so that, that says good things about the show and uh yeah I'm, uh, I'm 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 we're we're bearing down close to the end of the season at this point i think we've got what two or three more blocks of episodes to go
0: um yeah i don't even know i'm I'm so bad at keeping track of these things so we just yeah. watch they keep killing Susie. there's actually there's actually five more episodes
1: yeah um, so that'd be three podcasts worth of discussion i would say yeah and uh but yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm looking forward to continuing with it. And uh, as far as uh, as you know, it's it's as far as it being a PC group too. It's uh, interesting from the first episode to view it as uh, you know, the, the topic of when you when you want to pit one player against the rest of the group. That's uh, kind of the uh, element going on there. It's, uh, you in, know, in the, uh,
0: in the Tosh episode, in the Greek, in the Tosh
1: episode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Just a simple helm of telepathy or whatever, you know, you know, yeah, that would be yeah. very difficult to pull off in a role playing group. The mind reading thing is I agree. always very tricky. It worked great in this episode. And I think it, I think, I think it would be, it would be easy to sort of get it. The, the, the thing that was cool about it was number one, it was overwhelming at first. She just heard everything. But yeah. but number two, she heard a lot of things that she didn't want to hear. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, like you said, like she was sort of getting a sense of what people really thought of her, and it wasn't all. And it wasn't none of it was especially bad. It's just sort of like I think they were yeah. trying to make the point that he, you know, because I mean, you could imagine it being a lot worse than what what she mm-hmm. was hearing. Um, but but th- but just the the most mild of criticisms people might be thinking would you know would would just turn you into you know, would would isolate you and make you feel so despised. So, um. yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like you say, it's like you couldn't that was I mean, you know, once again because I've been thinking of them as PCs watching this show. It's uh, just that I was watching and like, I was thinking to myself, yeah, you couldn't do this trick because for one thing, not only is it the the helm of telepathy thing tricky to pull off when it's when it's the one PC reading all the other PCs thoughts without them knowing it. It's like, "Well, yeah, there's there's no way. The, the, no the, way to do that. The only way I can think of is at least
0: Online, you have the advantage if you're playing an online game that you can mm-hmm. message all the other players and say "What is your character thinking right now now that's obviously a that's true thing, but you yeah. can at least get that without without them knowing that it's which player it is or that it's even another player. They might just assume it's a an n p c or or you know something uh you know else going on in the game uh, You could do it at a table too with notes, but you'd have to be very deceptive about it and hand everybody a note. <laughs> you know so that so that nobody yeah. really knows and tell everybody to write something down including the person whose mind is who's was doing the mind reading and and then you somehow have to transmit that information surreptitiously to the play so it's very and and stuff like that can <laughs> the, you always run the risk of pissing people off but i suppose what i might do is is i might do it that way and then i might just hand the cards to that player at some point um yeah you know, i
1: i agree it's because i well the thing is with the with with the with the cards thing, I mean that's that is one of the one of the great things about gaming online is a po- where it has an advantage is that the uh, the text messaging thing back and forth you know with I am, it's it's just seamless. Nobody knows you're doing it. It's invisible. You know, players can do all their plotting. You can plot with players and because yeah, I mean the note thing never works that well because everyone sees the note being passed. It's like hmm. Uh, you know, but you know, you know what you have to do for that? You have to lay the groundwork by using
0: notes for other things that aren't that, do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. You know, and if you I do think... it that way, but then that's, again, that's kind of, it's kind well, it's, of a deceptive practice so like some players it's, might it's,
1: it's it's vastly increasing your administrative work as a, yeah. as a gm too to like have to be managing meaningless notes all the time just to cover up the good ones it's like uh, i'm i'm too lazy i couldn't do that in the old Razemoff <laughs> box that
0: i remember they had a suggestion of um handing handing a random player like a blank note and just it just <laughs> says like put the note down and don't say anything and uh but again it's deceptive you're not really it's so meta you're not like uh you know it can work but it's 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 a trick and so i, I yeah i would generally shy away from that sort of thing but with with yeah. my meaning you got to do something it's 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 a very that's a very hard one to to really find even the whole what is your character thinking right now isn't necessarily yeah. to yield the the truth
1: so well exactly because i mean in this case what what the episode was interested in. Because obviously, you know, we're... Where, you know, we're getting the TV version of telepathy where we hear like them saying one sentence every now and then where she's kind of probably getting a more full effect, which is and the think we're seeing the things that, that register with her, which are what everyone's thinking about her. And so if you just say to the group, hey, what are you thinking right now? You know, they're they're not going to think, hey, what am I thinking about that one PC over there? You know, so you're you're yeah. you know, you're going to get a, a you're not you're not going to get the effect you're going for if you're yeah, trying to use it to isolate a player yeah because she's getting
0: snippets as she's interacting with them directly and that's why it's like you know yeah she's talking to owen and he's going oh god she's gonna do this now so you know yeah. and that that, that and, and i don't think a player is even gonna think about the un, those are like unimportant things the player play if you say what is your character thinking right now they're not going to include i think you're right so so those you know you could now you could do it with npcs you could, you could have sure. the NPCs thinking those things and, and that might get, but, but it doesn't quite get the same effect. Um, but yeah. still, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting take on a, on a telepathic item. Um, and it's definitely oh, it something is. I could see again, just, you know, this whole thing of this being a, a, a role-playing campaign. I think it definitely, I mean, these are definitely like, I mean, they're alien artifacts and stuff, but the, this is so right out of a, like, I suspect <laughs> there are definitely gamers Involved in Torchwood. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I believe it. Right I down to the it. whole thing where they're trying to name the artifacts and give them, cool names, <laughs> yes. you know, and and uh, the life knife. Yeah, the life knife, the smitten <laughs> mitten. Not the smitten mitten. It was the risen. The mitten. risen,
1: the risen mitten. I, yes. But I think it was the whole point that uh,
0: that uh, that Yanto was supposed to be not very good at naming them. Was that? The,
1: yeah, that, that felt very, very role playing game ish. And the fact they they start turning back to Yanto because he's terrible to name mm-hmm. things. But, but then
0: uh, <laughs> the line at the end where he says, Well that's the thing about about Glove sir. They come in pairs. That, yeah, that
2: yeah.
1: was that was a good 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 cap to the episode yeah. there. I like that. <laughs> and and uh, that would
0: be something that would totally work in a game. You know what I mean? Like you just destroy the artifact, and somebody points out, you know, <laughs> there's one glove. There might be another. Um, you know, that's a, it's a, it's you know, it kind of keeps it open so that you can you can revisit it later.
1: Yeah, no, that was that was very well done. But yeah. uh, and the glove
0: too. The glove would be a gr- that 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 like resurrection stuff is tricky in games, and that was a very interesting approach to resurrection because you have. It's sort of like, um, like a speak. It, initially, it just sort of operates kind of like Speak with Dead. You get the people back for mm-hmm. a few seconds, and you get some information, and then it ends. And I like, I like that there's, you know, just from a gaming point of view, there's a built-in duration, so you can't really, you can't really abuse <clears throat> it too much. But there's also, um, when when it's actually used to resurrect Susie, you got to... number one. You got to get that other knife there. So that's sort of the, you know, it's sort of that you could see that being an adventure into itself getting the knife and the mitten together yeah but that it ties the characters and that one is really just sucking the life out of the other so it seems like a resurrection but it's a resurrection at this great cost and yeah
1: well that that would be a fun thing to put in a game okay you brought the pc back this and now this other pc is slowly dying because of it what are you gonna do guys you need the right group for that a lot of groups would be really pissed off at that but i I think a lot of the gamers i game with would would enjoy that
0: (laughs) yeah and i think i think we have some crossover there because there's definitely a couple of players leaping into mind that i think would jump at that sort of
1: Story yeah, well, in game. we game so, we game in the same yeah, circles, so yeah, so
2: yeah,
0: um, <laughs> so I, yeah I, but, I can see that with the right crowd, I can see that being a really enjoyable session. Just the whole mulling over what to do, um, yeah, and how the characters deal with it. And depending on what character they're playing, they might, you know, they might, you know, you could end up with a Susie type situation where the player character just runs away to survive. You could end up with, you know, uh, you know, one where a character makes the noble sacrifice. It's it's very difficult to, to to say. Though I will say they yeah. they, they definitely I don't know. Susie kind of gets she does kind of get the short end of the stick in some <laughs> in some ways. Like like they'll 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 move mountains to save to save you know Tosh Owen or Gwen, but Susie yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know kill her you know kill her you know.
1: Yeah, I I I just think they don't like Susie as much. I mean I think it's that brutally. <laughs> that's, that's that's just okay. that's the case.
0: <laughs> okay, so Susie just must have been right, you know. She just is. They just don't like her as much as they like Glenn. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. That's. Uh, I think. I think it just comes down to that. But yeah, you know, get, getting back to the magic item type thing element of the show too, I think. I think it shows the point too that it's great when, like you, you know, you mentioned them like step by step, finding more and more ways these things worked. It's like. I think it's good when magic items do have layers of uses because it it, it keeps them mysterious. It's like, you yeah. know, if you just get, oh, you got a ring a ring of invisibility. It's like, okay, that's what it is. They know what it is. It's concrete. If you can find more things out about it later, then you know, suddenly it's 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 mysterious. Yeah. It's become interesting in new ways. And even if they have unlocked all its abilities they never know they have so it remains mysterious it's like maybe there's something else to this no and i but, mean that's uh, and, I,
0: and i'm imagining you're, you're bringing that up because of the one true ring and you know yeah. sort of introduced <laughs> as a is that's a perfect example of that because it's, when it's introduced it's the hobbit and it's like you know it's kind of fun and maybe a little bit addictive you know Gollum seems to have gone gone nuts with it but but then it becomes the foundation of this epic adventure And so, uh, I, you know, you, and I think, I think that stuff works best if you bake it in ahead of time, um, rather than sort of add it on after the fact. Uh, I, I, you know, so I, you know, but I, but definitely whenever you make a, when, you know, and you wouldn't want to do it to every item. Sometimes you do just want a ring of invisibility, but I think making an item that has more profound uses and implications than it's Mm -hmm. that, you know, so, Hey, maybe it does seem like it's a, uh uh you know a sword that lets you pass through walls like a specter but maybe there's a really creepy and sinister reason why it lets you do that <laughs> and and, yeah. and it has some much larger purpose and so that would you know that i i think that and 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 you know you might not find out until you've used it
1: 50 <laughs> times you know the, exactly and i mean the thing is you say you know you wouldn't want to do it with every item sometimes you do just want a ring of invisibility but but by the fact that sometimes, you, you know, you only need to occasionally add items that have these hidden depths because then players have to wonder if every item has hidden depth. So you've, yeah. you've deepened, deepened magic overall in all the items. But yeah, you know, since you brought Lord of the Rings up explicitly, you know, as, you know, as, as Tolkien did kind of retcon that when he, uh, when he wrote Lord of the Rings. I, I remember when I went back and reread that after having played D&D, well, run D&D, and I thought, oh, it's like, you know, Bilbo gets this Ring of Invisibility, and he keeps using it all the time, and the GM's just like, man, I'm sick of this Ring of, Invis- Ring of Invisibility. I Guess what, guys? It's cursed. It's cursed. <laughs> it's always been cursed. Yeah, you better not use it anymore. It's gonna going to turn you evil, so... Yeah, yeah, there is that. Uh,
0: there is there is the sort of the, the balance, the GM balancing things on the fly that, I, <laughs> that we've all seen. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, and 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 I think I think it's like anything else. It is like uh, you know, it's great to have NPCs that are sometimes deceiving the party. But if every NPC is deceiving the party, and yeah. they just kill every NPC, or they know that they need to not trust every NPC. It's when they don't know whether it's going to go one way or another and they have to really make a conscious decision about you know okay may, you know uh is this is, you know should i just you know uh, you know that the, allowing them to know that that it that it isn't necessarily going to be you know one way or another is is i think important for 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 creating uh a situation where choice matters um, yeah but uh
1: yeah yeah, I remember, uh, In you know, I mean, one of the greatest campaigns in, you know, role-playing history is considered the enemy within campaign for Warhammer Fantasy. But it's always considered to, to have ended badly. And in the final adventure for that, there's just this long chain of events where the players are traveling and they encounter someone that needs help, but that person is really trying to trick them. Then they encounter another person that needs help, but they're really trying to trick them. Then they encounter another... And it's just like i was like just just reading it i never ended up running that but i'm like come on guys i mean <laughs> how it's... are you expecting this to to work i mean the players you're, you're teaching the players one never to help anybody and they're not they're not going to fall for all of this you know the the game well, adventure just expecting they will
0: well one thing i've learned is it's i mean and, and and that's that's like a trope in wuxia like characters that sort of do those kind of things are, are, are like mm-hmm. a dime a dozen but one of the things i've learned is you really got to um you got to balance it out with characters that are sincere or, or, or like you said, like the players will just, they'll just stop falling for it. And they, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's not, it's not really enjoyable if it happens all the time. It's, it's, um, it just becomes sort of a, you know, uh, you know, every once in a while, an NPC that does that sort of thing is fun. But, um, but, but too often it can be, it can be a little bit, uh, uh, <laughs> tedious to, to yeah. just keep encountering over and over again. Um, but uh, but but also speaking of RPGs, it is uh, you know RPG a day month, and today's question um, I've been answering these in separate podcasts. But today, since I have Adam here, we'll answer it together. Um, the question is what is what is an RPG you would like to see published, and so I'm curious uh, what RPG you would like to see published.
1: So to just to, to define the question here it's a little vague well, it's saying like it's
0: funny you should say that because I recorded a separate answer when I was thought I was going to do this on my own and I did exactly what you're doing what do they mean by this question? Uh, yeah, they want like
1: some old game that's out of print that I want to see come back. Do they mean do like' Because published is so specific. It's like, well, you know, I mean, are there magical games I would want designed from scratch for me? Or I, here's how I um, interpret
0: the question, and I, I, okay. I agree. I think it's a little ambiguous. Um, what RPG concept or intellectual property would you like to see turned? Yeah.
1: Into? yeah i think i think i think you're right on that uh man that's tough because uh so much has been done and i'm i'm so as far as going intellectual properties i am always kind of sketchy on uh setting games in established environments you know it's like i i'd always rather take an idea of a game like of a setting and kind Mm -hmm. of make it my own like you know You know, instead of doing Star Wars, I'd rather do, oh, well, you're these rebels against an evil empire, but it's a, you know, you you guys, (laughs) yeah, you guys all know it's what I'm going for, but we're not stuck with all these canon characters wandering around. Well, and that gives you the Uh, freedom
0: as the GM to really make it your own, make it your own version of Star Wars that doesn't really have all the baggage of the original.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, like, I'd, I'd like to do a Babylon 5 style game, but I wouldn't want to set it in the Babylon 5 universe. It's just, okay, let's have a game where everybody's these ambassadors mm-hmm. for different alien races, and you're all plotting and scheming with each other. It's like, you know, and everybody make your own alien race up. That's the way I do it. But, uh which actually, that there we go. That's what I'd like. I, I'm going to go with, I'd like a game that captures... Not the Babylon Five setting as canon, and oh, you're doing other things in this world. One that captures what that show actually does, which is kind of this politics on the space station between various alien races. That's that's the game I want, but it's an okay, original like an one. Intrigue it's a system
0: role play intrigue, having. an
1: intrigue one, yeah, yeah. Okay. So an in- intrigue science fiction role playing. That's Okay, that's good an interesting
0: with. choice. That's a very interesting choice. I um. I, I sort of was sort of doing the same thing where I was wondering, well, well you know, because uh, I'm a little bit, you, I often am a little bit skeptical when it's like directly the thing itself because of the, mm-hmm. the baggage issue, um, but there's one, there, there's one thing, uh, there's one show that I would really like to see turned into an RPG that I, I'm not worried about the baggage on. And I've been wanting to see it for a long time. In fact, I wanted to make it ages ago. And I, uh, I, I, I just, you know, uh, I, I don't, wouldn't, wouldn't even be, know know where to begin to get the, uh, the, the rights to do it. But, uh, but Black Adder. I, uh, oh, I yeah. want to, and, and it's, it's, and, and you've game with me, so you know that's probably totally outside of how I would normally, <laughs> like, it doesn't, I don't normally run games that feel like Black Blackadder. Um, but every once in a while, when I was running a lot of horror games if i didn't have anything prepared or if i was bored or something i would run the session as a one-off like a sitcom and 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 it's a it's i sort of like a more of a beer and pretzels approach than uh you know like like a serious thing of of role-playing
1: so this game exists it exists this game exists it's a skull skullduggery by robin laws oh really okay yeah skullduggery it's 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 based off the dying earth role playing game it's kind of a, a a generic version of it that you can play in multiple settings but it's set up for all it's one system play lots of character it's kind of characters all kind of scheming against each other but in a comedic sort of sense and mm-hmm. it's it, everything is engineered that it's it's all going to be in one session it's gonna blow up by the end of the session and some okay so that's interesting. ridiculous maybe, maybe that
0: would be an ideal system for a black adder campaign then.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's designed for. We're talking, we're talking one shots or campaigns. You, oh, you're saying you want a campaign game. Well, to oh do
0: no, that. no, no. I'm sorry. A one shot. One shot. Okay. Yeah. I
1: know. It's perfect for one shots. Perfect. I mean, for I one suppose
0: shots. you could do like a linked. You know what I mean? Like a season of Black Adder if you really wanted to. But my initial, I, my initial desire was just to see, you know, something that I would, you know, we're not. Half the group hasn't shown up today, so rather than not play, let's just do Blackadder. Do you know what I mean? Like that
2: kind
1: of. Yeah, idea. yeah, um, you know, and as I said it's built off Dying Earth, and I mean, if you haven't read the the Kugel novels in the Dying Earth series, it's like even down to the physical description Kugel pretty much is like you know black adder in a lot of ways okay. so <laughs> now was robin Laws was he was he
0: consciously trying to make it work with black adder or was it just it just happens to fit that
1: no it's my point being that the dying earth stories and black adder just have a lot of similarities in okay. feel to me at least okay and uh so he, he was trying to make dying earth and that i think anything that can do dying earth well you can do black adder with
0: (laughs) but i'm also thinking more in terms of like i'd actually like to see it done with black adder characters okay you want you want i want the ip i want like like there was a red dwarf game made not too long ago um actually it's probably probably like over 10 years ago now um and i think i think actually the woman who co-wrote it passed away but uh but it it was it was i i remember uh i never got a chance to play it but i really enjoyed the book and um I don't know. I'd kind of like to see a Blackadder game done, sort of like cross between that and uh, and the Doctor Who from Cubicle Seven, where where you get like you know the you know they give you Baldrick, they give you Blackadder, they give you Nursey, and all you know like and you get all the characters from the different times. But you'd also have, and this is where I think the fun would come in: the ability to make your own Blackadder series set in any time you choose and mm-hmm. and just being given the sort of raw ingredients to make it happen and then i imagine instead of like encounter tables you would have situation tables do you know what i mean and 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 i don't know what it would look yeah. like but but it would be something where where something so, some kind of situation or conflict has to come up over the course of the game and then that sort of is what generates the uh the amusement and and again it's not like a serious thing it's like a beer and pretzels type approach where sort of more like a kobolds ate my baby or aug or that type of thing um yeah but uh but yeah but but i can i can see that being really fun like okay i'm gonna set a campaign in this time period and then the gm might do a little bit of research and and then come up with some characters in in a you know in a situation that generally seems like it would and obviously you have to fit the the black the black adder character into it um uh, I suppose you could also do it where they just make up their own characters, but I I kind of want to run Blackadder where a player is playing Blackadder, a player is playing Baldrick, a player is playing one of these other characters on the on the side like George or or even you know I don't know I think a Lord Flashheart would have to show up on a random table. I don't think you have a Lord Flashheart come in.
1: Uh, yeah, and I, that you know a lot of people get upset about games where you don't get to make your own character, but I think. All the significant characters in Blackadder are, are fun enough that I would enjoy playing. It's not, you know, like the old Indiana Jones TSR role-playing game. People got upset cause it's like, well, I don't want to get stuck playing short round, yeah. you know. And, and, and it's like, yeah, I can understand that. But it's like, you know, Baldrick from a guy who does things he doesn't do a whole lot but it'd be hilarious to play baldrick and and everybody would know what they have to do to be session and uh so yeah i i think i think that's a game where where pre pre pre-made characters handed to you would work just because they're all really entertaining
0: well and, and obviously it would need you would need to have a group of blackadder fans for it to really flourish i think at the table but if you have people that have seen the show and are fans of the show everybody would know, okay, this is how Edmund Black Adder, in the, at least, you know, I guess there, are, there, there are some tweaks depending on the season. Like the first season is obviously very different than, than the other seasons, but it, basically people would know how to play that character. They would know how to play Baldrick. And he has a similar thing where he starts out smart and ends up really stupid. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, you know, George and all, I, I think they're characters that you instantly know what you got to do to play them and what they would be wanting yeah. to do. And, um, I don't know, it's just I you know, maybe, maybe I've built it up too much in my head, but I always thought that would be fun. And I've had enough success with, with occasionally running those sitcom scenarios that I think it it works. I'd basically run it kinda of like a clash bowley situational adventure type thing where you just, you know, throw you know, throw things in there that, that, that you know, in the form of NPCs and stuff that really sort of shake things up and, and explode the situation. Uh, yeah,
1: and I mean it's 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 a good good topic for gaming too because the the events of a black adder plot can go in any direction. They could end with oh, black adder gets away with something for once or they can end with everybody dies yeah. and everything in between can happen. So, you know, it, it's not like you need to worry about keeping it on a certain line to feel like the genre or anything. It's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty chaotic.
2: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So that's what I would like to see. I doubt, I doubt that we'll ever
0: see it, but, um, no, fair. but, uh, but I, I, think it would be, you know, it's, 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 it's something that I would, uh, I would buy in a heartbeat if, if somebody put it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, mean, I think you know, a lot of gamers would, I think a lot, I think there are a lot of black Adder fans in the gaming community. So
1: there are, yeah. That, I mean it's one of those things where if you if you didn't have to pay licensing fees I could see it being a moderately successful game there's enough people out there to make it worth publishing once you once you go into licensing issues that's where it becomes iffy it's like well I don't know is it gonna what well, is also, it gonna
0: pay off or not I think the way the BBC works is different too because I don't think it's just purely can you pay for the can you afford it I think there's other you know, oh yeah media, you know what I mean um, yeah i don't know i, I, actually, to I actually the reviewing process. i did i did years ago i did try to contact them about it at one point um but i don't think mm-hmm. i got very far uh but uh but i think i think honestly i think the cubicle seven clearly is done well with the doctor who i think that it if, i don't i don't know if they have any interest in a, in a black adder game but if they i think they would be the ideal company to put it out just because they i already think they have, can do it yeah they have a system that you could sort of see that system working well with black adder if it were you know tweaked a little bit yeah later. yeah
1: it's uh it's it's in the same general idea but uh, obvious, uh but, you know I, I would want the exact same system but but yeah that could work yeah i think, uh, I think it would have um, to be
0: modified i think it would have to be modified obviously but um you know like like i i, I, I would i would want cunning plans to somehow be, part uh-huh. you know, you, there are certain things that would have to be baked into the, the system itself, um, you know, that, that are just so recurring. Um, <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah, it, it's, uh, no, that's, that's an excellent choice. I, uh, and,
0: and you know the way I would do the NPCs, right? So if you're making, if you're doing it in different eras, you would, I would almost want you to have to cast the different actors that recur in black adder as do you know what I mean so okay you know who you know who is Brian blessed going to be you know? <laughs> you know you know so the, i think i think i think that would be the way to do the the npcs in different eras
1: um yeah you just have a session where you kind of hammer out the uh, the different setting go okay we're gonna set it in 1968 yeah. boom go yeah. so you're which everyone picks an actor then yeah. everyone goes around in a circle making things up and yeah you end up with a. then by the time you're done with that session you're ready to just hit the ground or, or even during the same session you're ready to go but, but uh yeah that's uh that's perfect but yeah i don't know i mean I think if you had the right group you could probably get away with it with with any system but uh <laughs> it's but having something that would provide some level of a uh, of mechanical support would be good Well, and just reducing the work you know cuz it's a one shot type thing so
0: I think just having so just being able to pull it off the shelf and play it yeah uh, i think it would need to be fast it would need to be quick i wouldn't want it to get too bogged down with stuff um, i would i'd want the ability to run things really on the fly i think i think i think like a on their toes, GM is sort of the ideal—you know, somebody who can really react and uh, and and, inc- and bring in elements naturally. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I guess a topic for another discussion because it's uh, uh, a <laughs> you know, the, the, the inner workings of the fictitious Blackadder game. But um, yeah.
1: But uh no, I uh yeah, I never I know I always forget about these RPG a day questions. I think that's the first time I've ever answered one. Yeah, I've so. I
0: don't I don't think I've done them before and this year I was like, I'm gonna try and see. Yeah. Um but I, I I immediately ran into the issue that you, that you brought up or well, what do they mean by that question exactly? Um, yeah,
1: but yeah, and before anyone responds, I know there have been two Babylon Five role playing games. They just haven't been the element of Babylon Five that I particularly wanted. That's okay, all. <laughs> all right, that's a fair
0: point. Um, but, yeah, uh, and if there have been Blackadder games, you know, somebody should definitely bring that to my attention because I uh, I doubt there has been. Um,
1: the, the, yeah. What
0: was the What was the Robin Laws game? You mentioned Skull Duggery. Was that the
1: Skull Yeah, oh. and that, it may not be perfect. It's been a while since I've read it. I, uh, but it's uh, you know because I mean it might be almost too underhanded where everyone is is too scrabbling for things. You know, I mean you might end up with a game where everybody's black at her with that. But uh, it's. Uh, but, when did you write
0: that uh, one? Do you know how long ago that was?
1: Ah, uh, it would have been roughly ten years ago. Okay. But yeah, it's uh, I mean basically for a while they lost the Dying Earth license, which I think they have back now. Mm-hmm. Belgrain, and so when when they lost the Dying Earth license, they came out with kind of the generic version of the rule set. Okay. But now, well, it's you know, It has multiple settings. It has like a bunch of pre-ready-to-go sessions you can just run. You know, like one that's very topical is everybody gets to play a member of the U.S. Cabinet and you all plot to destroy each other. But okay. Uh, <laughs> so
0: So, i don't know maybe i'll check that one out i i I haven't played
1: that so i i
0: uh um though i have a big backlist now of games that i'm trying to get to so uh,
1: yeah i understand i I have the same issue
0: (laughs) but all right so it's been it's been 50 minutes i'm going to end the episode here but we'll uh we'll be back on um this friday is uh bride with white hair and, uh, me, I, I, I don't know. I know that there, that we don't know who's going to be showing up exactly, but I know for, for sure it'll be Kenny, Lady Fung and myself, and we'll be, uh, uh, talking about the movie. And then in a couple of weeks, either two or three weeks, uh, depending on, on, uh, on when me and Kenny can do it, we're going to talk about the, the book that the, the movie is based on. And, and so, uh, and, and I've been, and, in, and sort of in preparation for that, I've been rereading it and I've been taking very extensive notes and creating like a character glossary and technique glossary mm-hmm. and things like that. And I'm, I'm probably going to post that as well if, uh, if it's in good enough working order. It's really a mess and it's slowing me down a lot for the reading, but, <laughs> but I think it's worth it. And uh, in part, because even though there is a, there's a wiki page that has a list of the characters and all that, the the translation that is available in English uh, online spells things very differently. Sometimes uses slightly different names, and so it's not always the easiest thing to match it to that Wikipedia entry. So I'm just making sure. my own as I as I go through the read through, and uh, uh, so I'll post that. And I think um, uh, what's our next uh, uh, Doctor Who?
1: Tom. uh we have it's the uh oh it's the uh revenge of the cyberman i i'm blanking on the title it's a definitely a cyberman episode okay so, so i think Baker i think it's the, the revenge of the cyberman is the title
0: okay so we got we got a cyberman episode coming up for the classic who and we'll be back on with torchwood and we're going to be doing outland soon too um i really i we, we, me and Adam yes. have been talking about that
1: and, yes uh, I, I'm gonna I want to get in on the bride with white hair so that's gonna be my next movie right. but, right. but so after maybe, that so maybe after so, that I will do so outland.
0: sometime next week or the following week we'll do outland I think and uh, yeah yeah and, uh, yeah so yeah so Adam might join us for the bride with white hair I think it's a super cool movie I I uh, I, I don't know maybe maybe we'll get there on Friday and I'll be the only one who liked it um, but uh but make I make for a
1: more I, interesting it, podcast it, but, it will uh, but it's, it's an iconic
0: <laughs> film, and uh, I'm really excited to do a discussion on it. So, um, but all right, so uh, we will let you go, and we will talk to you later.